I'd love to talk a little bit about at the beginning, just again, like astrology in general, if that's okay. And like, why, you know, like what, why is it important or what are we doing here with it other than making memes? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be the exciting part of astrology these days is memes. And it's like the episode, there's a thing in The Simpsons, one of the, when I used to watch television, it was like, it's funny because it's true. And it's like, yeah, okay, it is. <laughs> it is, it is. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want With Celine and Jeremiah and Leslie Galbraith. Yay! <laughs> so excited you're here. Thanks for having me, you guys. Good to see you. Yeah. So good to see you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We know it's been a bit of a break. We took a, a little August vacay, mm -hmm. but we're back. School's mm -hmm. in session. <laughs> and season. Yeah. <laughs> Virgo season. Exactly. Yeah. It's Virgo season season and schools. Also, it's uh, astrology schools in session. So Ooh. We're, I love that. <laughs> we're super excited to have Leslie back on the pod. If anyone doesn't know about Leslie, we've done two episodes with her. Um, and so you can learn all about Leslie in those episodes. But this time, we're just going to dive right in. So there's a lot to catch up on. Last time we spoke, it was 2019. <laughs> yeah. A few things have happened in those three years. <laughs> Just a couple of things. Um, so, Leslie, you wanted to start off just with like kind of a general overview of astrology. So do you want to just um, yeah. go into that? And this is something, you know, I've been doing this for 12 years now. And as I have been on this journey, more and more, and especially since 2020, which we're going to talk about the alignment that happened then too, um, I really start to understand in a different way, working with thousands of people, how much we plan our life. Mm. So we, a lot of different, you know, all the different religions, all the different ideas and the stories when it comes down to astrology and really what the magic of it is, is that your birth chart is your divine plan that is divined by you. Ooh. Mm. And you might work with source, God, love, creation, all that is, whatever we want to call it, together to form who you are going to be. So our birth chart is so amazing because it describes our energy, it describes our elements, it describes our field, our characteristics, our gifts that we're so good at because all of us have a unique frequency that is not like anyone else's, right? And everyone has their own truth. 
This is why right now it's so wild with all this information because it's like this diet and this diet and this and try this and keto. and It's like what works for you. Uh, I love that. What works for your body. So your chart has all of that information and in. it talks about your like your elemental balance, which is major and, you know, Chinese medicine. It talks about so many. There's so many amazing gems to discover in your chart yeah help you remember who you planned to be mm. not who you're just coming in like who you planned to be so i think we in a way we plan our life our birth and i think in some ways there is a story that we have a plan for our exit as well like mm. we don't remember that we don't know what that is but when I'm looking at charts and I'm working with clients, it's endlessly mind-blowing and fascinating on how always so accurate everything is. And yeah. I, it drives me wild. I'm like, how can this be so accurate? Like, how can this alignment be happening and you're going through this thing on the exact day? Well, that's because when we come into our human form, I think that we are here to enjoy life, have an experience of connection, experience the earth, learn through relationships, and we all have lessons. Mm. And lately, I've been calling it like your syllabus. You got your like syllabus. You have your outline of mm. what your soul is here to work on and to grow and all of those gifts. And that information is all coded, not only in our DNA or genetics, it's all coded in our chart. Yeah. So why I wanted to just talk about this a little bit at the beginning is because astrology has become so popular, especially in the last five years, Yep. which is amazing. But it's become also on some level, little shallow in a way because there's a lot yeah. of what they're saying like memes and funny things and that that's all great because there's humor and we all need to laugh like more all the time <laughs> <laughs> like every day all day long <laughs> you want to be healthy laugh okay so we have to like so that that popularity of astrology is really is very fun Okay, and there's a lot of different things that it can serve in that way. But astrology is like infinitely more than just that. It's so such a powerful tool, like all these tools, um, esoteric tools, tarot tools, palmistry, acupuncture, energy. All these are tools. Astrology is just another form of divination. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love about it. This is um, Marie von Franz, who was one of uh, Carl Jung's close associates. She wrote this book on divination. And she talks about the I Ching and astrology and tarot. What it does is it brings and welcomes the element of chance. Mm -hmm. And it brings and welcomes into the room an opportunity for intuition and chance energy to in interact where we have all this science today, which is like, prove this, right? Prove this, prove this. But then at the same time, it's like, do you, do, can we ever really prove 
can. You yeah. can't really see it, you know, like it's like, so we have this, but this is not, astrology is an art and a science together, but it's really a tool of divination that welcomes the connection to source. Yeah. Mm. Right. And so with our chart, we have, as a human, we're going to have a life cycle. And I always like to say, I hope everyone gets to at least one Uranus around your chart, which is 84 degrees or 84 years old. Like, right. I'm like, hopefully everybody gets that. Everybody's going to, you know, but I'd like to say that that could be a nice lifespan, 84. Hmm. In our life, there are always ages that everyone is going to go through a theme. Hmm. A transit. Exactly. And that in the chart. And that's something more like what the popular one is Saturn return, right? Yep. Happens for everybody, 28, 29, 30, 58, 59, 60, and the 80s, if you get there. That is a time of maturity and growth, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's a life cycle everyone is going to experience. So there's tons of these ages in astrology that you will always hit. 50 is another major one. 50 to 51, everyone has their Chiron return. <gasps> so everyone, and this is when we think of like midlife crisis, it's like, no, <laughs> are you who you plan to be? Yeah. If you haven't figured it out at 50, then you're <laughs> a little bit more push and a little bit more prod and a little bit more poke to go a little deeper. And then at 50, we often see a lot of people who really come into their mastery, mm -hmm. right? know who they are. They've had so many hours that they spend on whatever they're doing and their interests and they really come in. So we have these life cycles and these are important for everybody. And right. then in our chart, we have our own personal roadmap. And just like you said, Celine, they're transits. So what is a transit? A planet is in the sky, in a place, in a position that you have in your field stamped in your energy field. So there's an interaction between the fields. Right. So we also have all of these plans for ourselves that will be the transits. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is very much in a way contracted or written. And you will meet certain people at certain ages because of that transit. And that's when you decided to come together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's people you like your soul family, your soul contracts. So we actually have a lot more than I think people talk about or understand of our life plan for what we're going to be doing here. Right. And astrology is that language that helps us understand the deeper meaning and more awareness and, and kind of brings it back to um, who are we and what are we, what are we here to experience? Yeah. So our astrology birth chart is our divine clock and it is our truth. And that clock is on time. It's like a German train. <laughs> it's not going to be late. It's not late. That's because so... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, 
I mean, everything you were, it's just like so on point and so well explained. And I also, I, I think that there's something to learning about your chart or just knowing the weather and the planets and what they're doing that offers a little bit of comfort, perhaps when you feel more chaotic, because Definitely. it's a transit, it's a phase. It will last, mm-hmm. I don't know, a, a couple years, a year, a couple months, a week or something. And I think that when I think we seek to understand so much of ourselves as humans and there's an element of control that we get comfort with, but at the end of the day, huh? I said, okay, Cappy cap. Well, but I mean, don't you agree? Like that's why people like, like, um, like to, and, but, but I think it's a, it's a, but it, astrology to me is almost like a divine order in the cosmos that like, you know, it's like that, like Carl Jung quote or something. There is an order in the disorder or something, you know? And um, yeah. So it's so freeing to know in some ways, like one, we're all responsible for ourselves, but two, yeah. everything is going right along to schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schedule. Yeah. I love that you said that it's so freeing, right? Cause it, that's the irony. It's like, every, <laughs> there's like a plan and yet, the more you know the plan, there's almost something more freeing yeah. than if you don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it like so, takes it down a notch. It does. And it's and so this is really what astrology is for me is really about, is really getting it. And and exactly what you're saying too about so many of my clients, they're going through a crossword roads. You know, I mean, the majority of people have some kind of choices that they're facing or some next thing that they're feeling and they don't know. And they're like, what is happening? Yeah. You know? And so when we're looking at the chart and we're reading it through all of these patterns, it's just basically decoding patterns, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it's really about is the patterns. And so when we're looking at what is the pattern that is activated and what's activated in you, your story is always going to be unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why the other part of astrology where people get a little bit more, oh, it's predictive. Someone's going to tell me my, you know, when this is going to, and it's like, that's actually not really the highest form of it. The highest form is, well, Saturn's going through your house of relationship and you're getting a divorce. <laughs> and and at this time in your life, you are confronting all of the structures of your relationships. Yeah. And it's that's so wild. Cycle for you to embrace and always grow from. Right? right. There's always a choice in the event. Exactly. It's always choice for us to how we want to see it or how we how we perceive it, right? So when someone's going through something really intense, like uh, breakup or even job or any of that, they know in their higher self, our oversoul or our connection to that this is a time for something. Mm-hmm. Now, our conscious self is freaking is no, out. Is freaking out. <laughs> and it's like panic, panic mode. What is going on? But our higher self. I always say our higher self always knows our clock intimately. Yeah. It always senses 
and understands. And there's been many different, you know, cycles through in my life where I, and even, even before 2009, when I was getting, when I started studying astrology, that 2008, I was very unsettled. And there's yet a lot of stuff going on, but I was really unsettled. And now reflecting, I was preparing for an entire shift that was coming. And that was very evident in all my astrology that was happening in the chart. Yeah. Yeah. It's just wild. I mean, and weirdly enough, like I'll reach out to you like every few months or something. And it's always at a point where I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And then you'll look at my chart and you'll be like, oh, well, you know, Chiron is going through your, you know, house of fun. And so you feel devastated. I'm like, I know. All right. How long is this lasting? What are my options? The best best phrase is this too shall pass. Yeah. yeah. It is, but we're in these cycles. So sometimes we're like, so, you know, there's so much stress and so much anxiety and all these things about what, you know, the decisions and, but we're actually in a moment just having an experience. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so when we kind of connected to, well, what is the theme? This has to do with Chiron or Saturn and what, what comes up. Then we get, oh, so much more rich meaning and kind of more context to like really be able to kind of see, you know, what's really happening on, on a very uh, big picture level, right? Yeah. I keep thinking to, back to the, the syllabus analogy you, you just gave, which really feels so correct where it's like you have the syllabus and by knowing like what the lesson plan is you have a better chance of like acing the test whereas (laughs) if you don't know what the lesson is you're kind of like flailing around like what am i supposed to be doing so it's like the free choice is still there you can ace that test or or fail but knowing what you're being tested on does help you a little bit when you're taking that test. Absolutely. I love that because it's really, and, and right now a lot of people do feel, I feel, I think, or I sense the, you know, a little bit lost, you know, in some, because there's so much happening out in the world that it's overwhelming every day. And another thing, my best advice is don't really pay any attention to any media. Um, stay informed as you need to do what you need to, but be very careful of the information that you take in now, because we are going through a big thing and this goes in and we can kind of go into like some of the current astrology. Um, Well, let me back up in 2020, many astrologers knew that it was going to be a dynamic year. (laughs) Okay. And many What are you talking about? (laughs) Many people were like, woo, 2020. Why? Because in January of 2020, Saturn made a conjunction to Pluto. And that alignment, you know, doesn't happen so often. And where it is, you know, when things get really rare in astrology, then it becomes super fantastic on Earth. So that alignment was an era-defining moment. Saturn, structure, authorities, our work, our, you know, everything that all the Saturn uh, archetypal keywords and Pluto, power, control, death, rebirth, transformation. These two big guys, were they move very slow. They were meeting up 
January of 2020. So astrologers were really looking to that being like, oh, what is the manifestation of this major alignment? And even later in 2020, in December, Jupiter made a conjunction to Saturn as well. And that's also a very small movie. So these two alignments alone were like, wow, okay, like what is going to manifest? Again, in astrology, you can't really, you know, it's not this will happen because in so many ways, there's infinite potentials, Mm -hmm. right? I love to keep that. There's infinite timelines, infinite potentials. There's so many doors and roads you can take. So by limiting and saying it's this or that, limit limiting, right? But in 2020, we knew that there had to be some kind of big story. Right. And in fact, when this conjunction happened in Capricorn in January, that was just kind of when things were, you know, in China at the end of the year and it's kind of like uh, still far away you know, especially from here, just kind of like another story. I was kind of, because sometimes we'll see a big alignment that day and then that day something will happen. Um, For example, uh, March 11th, Uranus, the planet of sudden unexpected change, moved from um, uh, Aries into Taurus. And it was Fukushima that day that happened. So oftentimes you'll see an alignment and you'll see an exact manifestation in the field of that energetics. Other times it'll happen and it'll work its way into the field. Mm -hmm. So January, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, I think it's like January, I can't remember exactly 12th or something around the second week. And I was like, oh, so I'm like, look in the news, what's happening? (laughs) Just wait for it. (laughs) so by the time we got to march march 20 i believe the 22nd is the day that saturn which is constriction stop isolation moved into the sign of aquarius which is the sign of community Mm. and that week the world shut down and we all had social isolation. That is how literal astrology is. And at that time, I knew that Saturn was going to move out of Aquarius March of 2023. And I said, this isn't going away till March of 2023. Wow. Because that is the signature for the energy that we're going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And what a massive experience. What a ride. All been through. No yeah. earth has escaped this energetics. And it was yeah. and it's meant we all need to be here for it. Because there's a lot of things we all know aren't working very well in our relations and society and structures. And I think so many souls are so here are here right now to share their love and to really Mm. connect that a lot of people we all in some ways wanted to be here on earth for this big event for that for that connection 
that I think when it sparked off so much fear and so many things, right? And this is all con- contemplating our death, Pluto, Saturn, fear, what can we control? What can we can't control? All of these themes. It really helped us on a different level to come back to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So our souls were changed forever from that alignment. This case, it just happened to be such a massive event, right? That everybody was pulled into in some way. Yeah. And we're in it. And we're in it. We're in it. Well, also like, um, I was listening back to our, our episodes earlier today and like, you know, you, you were talking about how it's it particularly, I don't want to place like, uh, our experience above anyone else's, um, everyone has their own unique experience, but I do think as people who live in America, there's like a few different things happening, yeah. right? Um, yeah. cause you, you had talked about like, um, the epochs of change how like we're going from a piscean age into an aquarian age so that's like this massively overarching kind of shift that's occurring and then there was also something going on i believe with uh pluto going from capricorn to aquarius exactly And that's another big story that's happening. And this is something that um, we hear a lot too, especially in the United States, about the Pluto return, which is like something we want to talk about too for a little bit. Because these alignments, they're happening and everyone is feeling them. So they're collective energies, right? And we're all tapped in, just like Carl Jung said, to the collective unconscious. We're all tapped into the energetics, right? So... These big things are meant to have huge ripple effects and paradigm shifts at this time in, in, in our human story, right? So that 20, those 2020 alignments, those were so big. Now, coming back just to the United States, we hear a lot about the United States having its Pluto return, right? So... What that means is that in 1776, Pluto at the supposed signing, which there's a little, you know, there's a lot of historical debate about when exactly everything happened. But if we look at the chart of July 4th of 1776, Pluto was at 27 degrees and 33 minutes of Capricorn. Okay, so it was in that position. Because Pluto is about 248-year-ish moving, usually is about to go through all the zodiacs, and all the planets have different variations sometimes based on their orbits, Hmm. that means that this year, the United States is experiencing its Pluto return because Pluto has come back to the position it was when it was under that alignment when it was formed, right? So this is also, for this country, a big deal Mm -hmm. because Pluto is about, what we said, transformation, death and rebirth, and Pluto wants to totally get rid of things that aren't authentic and that aren't in full integrity 
Yeah. So when we heard earlier this year on 22222, two, 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 mm-hmm. my birthday. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't born in 2022, but 222 uh, <laughs> is my birthday. So it was like, oh, that's super- awesome. Yeah. But that, so in February, it was actually 2021. And then it kind of got pulled into 22 because of like all the numerology. That time frame is when Pluto got exactly to 2733. Mm. Uh. Okay. Now, because of this motion and apparent retrograde, which just means that, you know, one car is moving faster and it looks like one's going backwards. Pluto then went retrograde and backed up. And well, let me say it this way. First, it got a little ahead and then it went backwards again. So in July, it made another alignment to that degree. And then there will be a third alignment in December to the same thing. So Sometimes we're hearing Pluto return on 2-22-22, but actually Pluto return is three times because of the retrograde cycles Hmm. this year. So this year, the energetics really wants to push these Pluto themes in this country. This is why we have so many intense stories, and there are a lot of intense stories, obviously, other places in the world, right? But we live here, right? We're here and we're really feeling so much of this turmoil. And it's like, what, um, and especially again, around like information and what we, who's true, who's right? What's the real story? You know, most of the time with so many of these things, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Never know. So how do we deal with this? So the Pluto return for the United States is about a death and rebirth of all of the structures in our society and how they work. And we can see that, especially since what happened in 2020 with COVID, how things, some things aren't running so well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd say I'd say there's a little bit of you know a little bit of room. Exactly. Room for improvement. Well, what's also really interesting, you know, you know, we're talking about America and like the grander, the Pluto return of America. But then I also think what's wild about it is like it's kind of holding our own relationships around Pluto energy, right? And so we're all Yes, America, the consciousness, the dynamics of our culture and our society are going through wild stuff for the better. But then I also think on a like a mm-hmm. macro level, micro? micro, micro, micro level, we're all experiencing that too. And the that's what's been really interesting for me during this time, especially is like understanding these the energies of these planets and seeing how they interact with you know and you know they're kind of like bowling balls like hitting each other and like what is this going to affect how is this going to play out um but i do like the idea of the the time of things is really interesting to me you know 2023 2024 i've heard 2023 and 2024 is that 
So, right? the, so uh, continuing. So now that we have this Pluto, because there's 30 degrees, right. 29 gets to 29, and then it gets to the new sign, right? So Pluto, remember, Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008 in the beginning. And we all know what went down in 2008. There was a major financial mess. That didn't seem to really get fixed either. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, are we going to just keep doing this? And Pluto's like, no. You know, like, no. It's like you have to stop and really confront, you know, and the things around authority and power and control. I mean, these are all Capricorn Pluto themes. We're talking about every institution, schools, medical, um, government facilities, everything. We're talking about all the Capricornian banking, all that stuff, right? So as Pluto only moves about two degrees a year, so this year, why was it dynamic is because it got to that same degree. So it's like the United States chart got highly stimulated. And in astrology, the numbers, and we see numerology and how you know numbers are so major, in sacred geometry, Fibonacci, I mean, everything, right? In astrology, when the planet gets to a number exact with a number in a chart, whether it's yours or a country, the energetics intensifies. It's just an, ex it's an experience. And I like to say an example is just like, when you wake up on your birthday, the sun is returned to the place it was when you were born. Whether you're a birthday person or not, you feel energetic that day mm. on a level because there's a there's a interaction in the field, right? Mm. So Pluto is finishing up its journey through Capricorn. Sometimes it stays because it moves in a oval. It's not a circle. Some signs it'll stay for 13 years. Some it'll go into 20s. It depends on what's happening with its orbit. So Pluto is reaching the end of Capricorn. And those last three degrees are critical. The first three degrees, critical degrees in astrology. Last three degrees, critical degrees. So things start to expedite really quickly. And this is, I see a lot of times too. Let's say if someone's going through a two-year transit and they've been working, 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 growing, growing, and they got about four months left. <laughs> it goes wild. It, it, it's got to complete. So sometimes a little stuff really starts coming. So back. it's the the th the first three and the last three degrees. are the most critical degrees. They're called in astrology, which is just the activating. The first three would be first embracing embodying the energy, and then the last three will be the fullness of the energy of whatever sign it is. So Pluto is reaching the conclusion of its journey through Capricorn, which again it won't come back for two hundred forty some years, right? Yeah. And so this year, why it was so dynamic is because it's exact with the United States chart. And we can see very, very clearly, you know, what's going on and how, you know, we all need to kind of, well, I feel like really center ourselves and bring ourselves back to this place of more self-love mm. or self-acceptance of the person we planned to be. <laughs> I like which is what helps help. everybody. Yeah, that, everybody's like, "How do I help? What do I do?" It's just like love yourself because you planned you, and you—that's who you. And we hear this all the time, of course, self-love. But this is really the key now, like self-love. So, what's going to happen in 2023 is that 
Pluto is going to go and cross that threshold and get to zero degrees of Aquarius. So Pluto's going to end the Capricorn. And then in 2023, Pluto's going to break into the whole Aquarian energy. Now, because of retrogrades, Pluto will return to Capricorn for a little bit. And then we'll fully get in into 2024. Right. So... We're going to have, we're, we're working with, and it's, it's a very, you know, on the cusp of anything is like one foot here, one foot there. So we can see so much of how people are doing so many amazing things. And especially because of COVID and creating so many communities, new ideas, new things, things with the earth, things with this. How do we be, you know, obviously more caring towards things? How do we understand that so much? So when we look at the media, we see a pretty sad story. But underneath for the last years, so many amazing things have been changing. And See, all- Leslie, you sound like me. I've been saying this on the podcast so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying, like, watch what you read because yeah. obviously there's so much horrible shit happening, but like, also, like, there's amazing things happening too. It's- and it just doesn't get highlighted. It doesn't. And yeah. people are coming together and all these different communities and we, ways of relating and helping and sharing. I mean, there's so many. And we don't, this is the old thing is like, you don't fix the system. You create a new one. And that's what's been happening mm. on yeah. the surface. Okay. And especially when we think about taking um, some of our power back with our health. Right. And being like, oh, I got to really, especially with COVID, I got to really look at my health. How am I treating myself? How am I? And that's helped to bring some more of the authority back to ourselves. Right. In some ways. So there's a lot of subtle things that have been happening. And even before that, for years, I mean, I can tell you so many clients that I've talked to work in and especially most of the people I talked to are women, they work in finance, high-level positions. They work in the military, high-level positions. They work in government institutions. They work in bank. They're so, and they, they're all leaving because they're like, this isn't working and I want to create this. In media, at some of these big, they're like, this is not there's something off here. So I want to create my own news channel, my own news thing. So this is happening massively and it's been building for years and years. Yeah. When Pluto gets into Aquarius, it's just going to be more like a rocket. It's just going to take off more and more. Yeah. I mean, that's how I've kind of been viewing this whole time. It's like, how do I want to move through the world? Who do I want to be with? What kind of structures do I want to like be day to day with? And, um, I think it's, while it's like totally chaotic, like there's something like deeply powerful about all of this and like Mm -hmm. creating, I mean, honestly, it's just creating a new paradigm and a new world to live in. But then I also think at the same time, the other one will exist too. I think I just want to flip into another dimension, (laughs) (laughs) like just scoot over. Yeah, and that's an, and I'm glad you say this because this is important about this chaos, perceived chaos and order, and coming back to really our connection 
to ourselves and to earth and to source and really strengthening that connection. Yeah. It is so important right now because this is how it's, it's in a way can help us navigate things when we listen to our inner guidance in our inner self. And we have to keep coming back to that now. You know, when the blackout happened in New York, do you, were you guys here? When yeah, they had, I was. It was like 2000, was it, when was it, Jeremiah, 2014? Or um, well, there's been a couple. <laughs> there were a couple. It was more recent when all the lights went out. I think it oh, was San- Was no. Sandy? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Uh, I don't there, know. There was one in early the early two thousands. Um, because I remember I was working. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Two thousand. It was like two thousand four or two thousand three. Yeah. Two thousand three, two thousand four. At four in the afternoon. Yeah. In Manhattan, I was working. Every all the electricity went out. Okay, and that was what I guess there was, and then it ended up being the whole East Coast, right? Because it had started like in Ohio. And then, so I was working down by Canal Street and it was like, you know, four something. And so no one's got power. So everybody just went outside because what are you going to do? Right. Everybody's like, it's hot. It's August, no power. Everybody went out into the street. Now I used to always meet my husband in Soho on Prince and Broadway. And then we would um, take the train together because he was working in Soho. So no one, no, nothing was working, right? Everything was, and I just was to myself, oh, go to Prince and Broadway. He'll be there like telepathically. Okay. So I go through and there he is standing on the corner waiting for me. But you would think that it was total chaos, right? It wasn't. It was organized. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. And, you know, everybody had a walk and then everybody was eating ice cream, you know, and there was like, so we also, again, have this perception like, oh, shit's going to go crazy and everyone's going to go nuts. And I'm like, no, in, 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 in a situation, humans are so responsive and ingenious and like amazing and like heart centered right? Like that, the, there wasn't chaos. Mm. It was organized in a way, right? You know, organized was, chaos, organized chaos. And, and that was, and that's kind of, and that, so that's an, a little example is like, Hey, things are intense. Sure. But we figure out a way to navigate through it. You know, this is what we're doing and we're all helping each other in that way. And in, in connecting and having your own whether it's ceremony, meditation, I mean, to sort, this is so important too now, right? Being in nature. um, The last 25 years I spend camping where, you know, pack a pack and go out and sleep in a tent and be there for five days. This is why in many ways with the work that I'm doing, I have all these messages and I have all this intuition and I have all these insights is because I've been building this connection to the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all do it in our own ways. Everybody's got, again, their own truth. 
But this is like one of the most important things right now is like to navigate, like to really drive the boat, feeling lost at sea is to bring yourself back into some type of practice tools. Go see Celine for treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, stick plug. Stick esoteric plug. <laughs> astrology. Like, whoa, what do you, she's doing there? You know, like we have to, and I know, you know, Jeremiah's meditation and all the, you know, we have to really make these things our priority in our life right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something I was going to ask you. I was going to be like, well, what are your like hot tips for yeah. this hot time? And yeah. there you go. You did it. It's and that's something that's like, you're going to be guided. So like circling back a little bit to our astrology of a little story. So we're in a Mercury retrograde right now. Yep. And that happens three to four times a year. And I'll talk a little bit in a second, but Mercury in Libra made an alignment, a conjunction to my Pluto in my chart about a week and a week or so ago. So I knew I had a sense of Mercury and Pluto are meeting up. Mercury's the messenger. Oh, interesting. See what kind of messages are gonna come. So that morning I wake up, and this is like to do this is our astrology and this is our transits, and this is how it is. It's always happening. That morning I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the emissions on my car is expiring. <laughs> so this was a little over a week ago because it was August 31st. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go today. So we go down to the Midas store, which I love those guys for oil changes. They're super cool over there. I'm chatting with people at Midas. Okay. Saturn. The Saturn yeah. store. <laughs> so we're going da, 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 da. I come back and I walk on the street. And here on the ground, can you guys see, is the King of Diamonds. Oh, my God. So in New York, you know, there's a lot of crap on the ground <laughs> everywhere. But I have been getting playing cards. And I've been doing this for over 10 years. And they give me messages. Because every playing card is a tarot card. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. That, that happened yeah. to me literally a few days ago. I saw a card okay. on the street. And I, I looked it up. <laughs> and I was like... Oh. That was totally a message. Yeah. Yeah. So I get the card and then I take a screenshot and then I look at the chart. And then it's like mind blown. <laughs> king of diamonds. I was like, ooh, that's a king card. And I was like, diamonds. It's like, that's pentacles. I was like, oh my God. So I go to my like favorite, like learntarot.com, which is just basic and simple. <laughs> and the description is the king of Midas. You have the Midas touch. Now, I mean, I Midas two hours prior, Mercury was exactly conjunct by Pluto. And I was having like a kind of off couple days. And so here the message for me is you're doing great. <sighs> Everything you touch to gold, keep going. So we're getting these divine instructions and messages and guidance flowing from our ancestors, from our, you know, spirit team, from our guides, from everybody, all the time, always helping us. But we don't get to like access it if we're distracted. Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. And especially from what I just like, you know, in 2001, the movie with, yeah. the, with the monolith, yeah. No. Apes around it. Do you know that opening scene of 2001 is a bunch of uh, apes 
and they throw up a bone and there's just like a a monolith that's black. Mm. And I remember seeing that movie so long ago being like, I don't get it. Like, I'm not like it really like kind of was like, and now it's your phone. <laughs> oh dang! And I'm like, oh, now I get that monolith. So we gotta be very also careful with the monolith because if you're involved in a reality that you're not creating, you're not necessarily open to receiving these little messages, which are always coming for you. Yeah, I mean, I think like I think that there's so many people who are just so tapped into like a plug, right? And it's like hard to get out of it. So I hope that, yeah, you know, everybody listening like just thinks like, hey, maybe I don't need to like look at my phone a bunch today, or you know, because there is you have to cultivate that practice of stillness and connection and like, you know, unplugging. And I think there's a big element of trust and yeah. trusting in yourself and the universe and like that you know, it takes moments, you know, it takes time. And you will so. be encouraged the more you do it. Yeah. So little by little, little by little, little, little by, by little. And it's just having that kind of right relationship because again, with everything going on, a lot of you, Oh, what should I do about this? What should I do about this? And we're like searching for these answers. We're Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> Googling, Googling it. You know, it's like you tell us. You know, the version of me pre-phone Google would be like, well, huh? You know, like we're we're Googling it. You know, we're doing all of these things. And again, technology, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's super rad. It, there's so much that it's amazing. And that, the people listening get to listen to this cover all over the world. You know, yeah. like, I mean, we're doing this on technology. <laughs> we're doing this on technology. So it's amazing. But we have to have a very disciplined relationship with it now because it was a shiny new toy for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because it was, it was like, Oh, all the stuff that I can do is an apps and all this. It's like, oh. now, okay. We're how many years in 2006, seven Pluto hit the galactic center. We got the iPhone, you know, like, I mean, so we're in now we got to have to, now we got to be like, okay, let's use this in the way. So that's kind of another hot tip is like, Nature, number one. Nature is your boy or gal. Whenever you need it. Yeah. It's going to support you and it's going to help you heal. And then two, we have to really be aware, I think, a little bit of that relationship. Just not because I don't ever, it's never good, bad, you know, it's just, but again, just for the reason that you aren't as open when you're distracted, like you're not re as receptive mm -hmm. and there's so many forces and energetics or whatever you want to say, working for you and to help you with that divine plan that you plan, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's also important. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, yes, a hundred percent. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. Last thing, maybe just a little bit about the current astrology. Sure. Then, yeah, because there's six planets in retrograde. <laughs> okay. So when you think about, I want to talk a little bit about Mercury retrograde and then Mars real quick. Okay. Okay. This is also an important phenomenon to understand because it happens three to four times a year and why mercury retrograde sometimes four sometimes it'll happen between december into january 
but generally it's always three, four times a year. Okay. Mercury is ruling. I always, it's the, it's the cogs in the clock. It's the gears in the clock. This is Mercury. Get to here, go to here, communicate here, have this meeting, talk, do this contract, do this thing. It's all that little in the, in the old clock, all those little gears. This is Mercury, commerce, energy. It's like, it's like moving things along and Mercury in its motion loves to move move things along. Okay. That's great. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go here. Let's go there. It's ruled by Gemini and Virgo. Like to do stuff, <laughs> like okay, I like to do stuff and analyze and communicate and do things, learn things, go there, you know, be of service. This is all like Mercury's role. Okay, when Mercury enters the shadow, shadow is the degree that Mercury will eventually back up to, and it's again, it's so clockwork. So, Mercury entered the shadow on. August 21st. What that meant is that it got to eight degrees of Libra. It was going to back up into Virgo, stop, and then go back to, and then clear eight degrees. So when it comes to eight the first time, it's introducing, I'm going to slow down. Mm -hmm. Because when Mercury goes sometimes one to two degrees in a day, when Mercury stations, which was September 9th, it stays at one degree for over a week. So we enter into a period where we go into a slowdown. Mm-hmm. And nothing in our culture wants anyone to slow down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, do it. You know, it's like a New Yorker going to the West Coast for a coffee. <laughs> it's so accurate. On one minute. And it's like, oh, right. I'm in California. Okay. <laughs> Take a break. It's like, okay. It's like, wait, where's that? So, slowing down, being more reflective, thinking about things. This is the process of Mercury retrograde. So when we actually enter into the cycle, then we're in the review. And this is what astrologers always say. Review, redo, reconsider all the rewords. We always talk about that. It, this is what it's time for. So it's not so much things are to spark off. and to, It's that you're working a little bit against the energy. It's not that, excuse me, you can't. But there's a little, you know, it's like a little swimming upstream. You got a little bit of resistance because we're in a slowdown. Mercury goes direct October 2nd. And then it still takes time to clear the shadow, which is the degree that it started, right? And so that's October 17th. So even though retrograde is actually just a couple weeks, September 9th, it's the whole thing. And it's a process and it's something that we don't need to be afraid of or worry about or any of these things. We just have to learn to live in the rhythm of it. That's all. Yeah. I think people, the Mercury retrogrades gets just like, it's just been blown up so much. It is. And you know why? Is because it's a phenomenon like the full moon and like the sun moon Uh, that uh, people can grasp onto. Right. In a success. Yeah. It's like a Mercury's in retrograde. Oh my God. They notice the losing the keys, the phone breaking, the the lights breaking getting changed around appointments shifting yeah and you know x is coming back <laughs> well it's 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of to your point, Celine, earlier uh, with like people like being in control, and Mercury in retrograde is like the constant lesson that you're not in control. <laughs> Love that. It's true. So just go with the flow. And yeah. if you really need some insight, get quiet. Right. And you, you know, Mercury is a trickster. It will rearrange everything just so you get a certain point. <laughs> it will, it's happy to reroute you. It's so <laughs> you get to like, oh, right. You know, it like, loves to do that. So it's something that we have to learn as a, a, a an ex, like a, that's something that we are experiencing and work with that versus like all of these other things that are like, oh no. And it's, a, you know, it's something that's a, a process. Mm-hmm. So this is something we go through every, you know, couple months, right? The other thing I want to mention, and this is something that's a little bit bigger, is that every about two years, Mars goes retrograde. And so Mars retrograde is the re-stuff of all of our Mars, our action, our energy, our um, courage, our drive, all the Mars archetypal energies. So on September 4th, people can go back and think in their calendar, the 3rd, the 4th, little even on the 5th, anything that sticks out that was extraordinary around, that was Mars shadow. Mm. for its upcoming retrograde, which is going to be October 30th to January 12th. Mm. And then Mars will clear the cycle about March 18th or so, around that time. And this Mars retrograde is all happening in Gemini. So if you got a lot of Gemini... You're gonna you're having a big six months because this Mars retrograde, everybody's got Gemini somewhere in their chart, right? So that's where it's happening. But this one, why I want to kind of come back to again what we were talking about, Gemini's about information, right? And what do we take in and what do we share? So this is a really lovely opportunity of really getting clear about your communication, your information, um, things that you, uh, how you think your thought patterning. So Mars is not as often as Mercury in its cycle, but it is a big deal. The other thing that's really interesting is because Mars is part of the masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all have all feminine and all masculine. So we have Venus archetype of the feminine. And interesting enough, Venus... And the moon are the only two feminine energies. Everything else is masculine. Oh, that's true. Sometimes people say Mercury can be a little androgynous. It can be a little bit of both. But most every archetype of all the planets, until you get into the minor asteroids. Right. Like, what are they called? Airy or something? Cirrus. Cirrus. Pallas Athene. Yeah, there they are. Of course, the women are secondary. They're all like, (laughs) all like, like, come on. Four major archetypes, like secondary, are all feminine archetypes. So it's like, I'm like, okay, when are we going to get in here? It's interesting because when Mars goes retrograde, the masculine has a shift. 
Mm, this interesting. Is something I've noticed over quite a few years is Mars retrogrades, how how the masculine asks, or how, and in some ways, how men handle this. Mm. It's a different transit. It's a different experience because yeah. we're all being reviewing some of our masculine energies during a Mars retrograde. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, you've been, I've been feeling since the fourth. And this is what's so cool too about astrology is like, it's always like, I would say this like the foreshadowing. In some ways we think we're just getting thrown into something. No, we always get a little nugget. beforehand and a little nugget here and a little and then it's like oh but again are we paying attention yeah Yeah. i mean i think that's kind of the takeaway right like yeah pay attention to yourself and your body and your environment yes and move with it also with this mars and gemini what are your beliefs and this is something that was, it was so huge because we all know, and we're all like, when we go back to these new paradigm with the Saturn conjunction and Pluto and the, one of the things that I think everybody on some level, in, in a way, I feel, feel a little bit more psychic, a little bit more telepathic, a little bit more like, oh, I've thought about this. And I feel like people are just like really coming online to that perception because it's always been there. But I think that there's something about this time that is increasing the qualities in people. Because yeah. people are very much born just like if you have an athletic gift or a music gift, right? Some people are born more with that pattern, uh, yeah. you know, that connection. But we all have it. And so also what we really want to examine is our beliefs about things. Because this is where everything is patterned in our subconscious, What do you believe about yourself, about this? And this is a really good time for people to examine that too. You know, what are my beliefs? Yeah. Because when you think about beliefs, they come from the belief about something and then the thought, and then the thought is an energy. You know, we're coming to understand our thoughts are actually things, right? Yeah. And other people feel our thoughts. They sense it. Even if we're like, oh man, I don't want to let anybody know I'm thinking that. I bet you someone in the room is like, hmm, someone like, you know, <laughs> like, like it, they're they're really they're, so we're being able to really perceive these thoughts. I think on a different level, and there's an there's an attunement I feel like happening in part of this paradigm shift where people are being more perceptive to it or open to it or connect more deeper to it or notice the things that they think are more coincidences, which don't exist in astrology. I know. They don't exist in general. That was like coincidence. I was like, ah, energy, you know, like, oh, it's energy, right? Yeah. So also something that we can do is pay attention more also to our beliefs and what we believe about something. Cause that's a lot of shaping our reality, especially like, again, when we're talking about Gemini, our thought patterning, our communication, what we think, our information, but really what do we believe? I have a lot, you know, people that, you know, sometimes I'll work with, they'll come and they want to, you know, talk about relationships. Right. And, and they're, and, and they're the first thing is like, I'm ready for the one. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And they're like, but I'm never going to find them. Oh. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's like, not how it works. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's a fundamental disconnect, right? Like yeah. in the same sentence. Yeah. And it comes from that belief that it's hard 
I can't, no one is right for me, all, all sorts of things, programs in our society, programs in our family, programs in our lineage, so many places where these beliefs get, you know, put onto us or that we carry from past lives. Yeah. Right? yeah. So then we have to stop and be like, wait a minute, what is my belief about love? And really get it into the core. So that's also kind of something we can work on right now with this Mars retrograde and even with Mercury, you know, in retrograde for a little bit still. What are our beliefs about Mm -hmm. things? And if you're having something going on major in your life right now, sit down. Okay, what's my belief about money? What is there? What is that? What's my belief about family or relationships or work? What are those so that we can kind of really examine? And I did this exercise myself recently because I have some, you know, my own syllabus. (laughs) 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 And when I got down to like some of the beliefs and stuff, I was like, wow, that's actually, I hear that my mom's saying that. That actually isn't my belief. Like, we start to root out, like, really what's ours and what's not. Yeah. That's important right now, too. God, these are so helpful. So, like, yeah, I just think it's, everything you've said has just been so helpful in terms of, like, how to navigate the the weather. Yeah. With with all this stuff and on a personal level, society-wise, you know. So well, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're we're back in school, astrology school. <laughs> in school. Uh, Welcome to that. My husband says it's funny. He's like, on my card, it's just to say astrologer, the confirmer. It's like it's just confirming mostly already what you already know, but then bringing it back into it. And so, you know, this is part of uh what i love about astrology you know yeah it's the coolest yeah it's the coolest i i feel complete and like you really everything i wanted to ask somehow intuitively (laughs) you did (laughs) you really did honestly i wanted to ask about retrogrades and like okay yeah so you did it yeah and it's interesting that phenomenon too because like i said Everyone feels it so deeply because we're all connected to this field. Yeah. We're all connected yeah. to each other. We're all part of the field. We're all here. We're all creatures. All the creatures that are here, we're a creature. You know, love yeah. your creaturehood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we get so much in the ego and human, and I'm like, and I'm like, or the ego of like me and this and I, and and the, the ego is very important to get stuff done. You know, but we also got to remember, like, we're all just, we're also these creatures here, you know, just bringing like it back around creaturehood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Jared, do you have any specifics you want to ask Leslie? No, I mean, I feel like Leslie, you covered a lot. You did everything. It, and, and Yay! Like, yeah, oh, that was awesome. You so it was a- where, wait, before you go though, how where do people find you if they want to have a session so, with you? Yeah, so my website is our cosmic day, O U R Cosmic Day, and that's also my Instagram. Okay. And so on my website, it's just pretty basic, and then it shows where you can book a session. Great. Um, and then sessions are um really geared to tap into first of all what's happening right now 
right? So this is like when I'm working with people, um, someone new who's coming for a reading, the first thing I do is, okay, let's talk about the story of what's now. Mm-hmm. Life cycle, age, and then what personal cycle and what's the big theme. So my readings are very much, you know, um, you know, I'm focused on like, okay, where are you at in your divine plan, right? And what's happening around you. So usually after I go through a few things, then I stop and I'm like, okay, does that resonate? And then this is when people think that I'm like crazy psychic and how was I in their head and how did I know everything that I, they were thinking? And I was like, like, well, well just in your chart. I mean, like, okay, <laughs> like, I just looked at it. Up. I'm getting messages. I'm a, a lot of Pisces. That's a part of it for sure. And, and, you know, connecting into, I, I often in the readings get, um, you know, visual messages and things that I say too. So that's definitely part of it, but I really like to focus on, okay, where are you at on the soul path? Hmm. And then I like to go into the syllabus, like, what are all your strengths? I love focusing on your gifts because we don't hear it enough. Like, yeah. oh my God, you're so you're such a gifted listener, or you're such a gifted talker, you're such a gifted, you know, caretaker. You know, we're so focused so many times on the things that we should be doing or need to do or improve on. So I love to talk about what are you so good at. You know, like what is it? And it shines through in the chart. And then we get into a little bit more of what are the big growths in this lifetime, you know, and what are some of your big points that you're learning through or growing through? And we focus on that. And that's something that we, when Celine, before we got on, we were talking a little bit about the nodes of karma. That's something that I focus on heavily in the chart. Your north and south node show the direction that your soul is moving into. So the south node is your mastery. The north node is the patterns which you want to grow. So if it was a lot on this journey, because it's from day one to the last day, we all move from the south node to the north node. And then I also like to focus on Saturn, you know, and what are the lessons through Saturn? So a reading brings a lot of different elements. It's a lot of information, but I always tell people they always know everything already that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'll say Leslie's a great reader and yes. I go to her. I, I see you like, I think twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> Every six months, coincidentally. Oh, and always when you call, I'm always like, I need a tune-up. Yeah. And so <laughs> very connected that way. I know. <laughs> So, well, well, thank you so much for doing this. This is so amazing. It was so helpful. It was yes, so thank inspiring. You. Yay. This was really wonderful. So much good info. So many like good things, like takeaways for people, you know, like, oh my God. Awesome. So great. So great. Well, that's it. That's Boom. it. <laughs> Boom. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean... Leslie, thank you so much again for gracing us with your presence. We shouldn't wait three years for you to come back on the show. Um, We got to do this again. Yeah. And I was just listening to, because Celine, you were talking about um, Graham. Graham? Graham. Yeah. The Galactic Astrologer. Yeah. And I was listening to that because... um, when I realized it was video, I was like, oh, right. Okay, well, let me let me listen because you had mentioned that. And that was great. Interesting, so, right? 
yeah, a lot of interesting stuff there too. So far so, out, so fun. Super so cool, cool, you guys. Super cool. Super cool. All right. Super well, cool. hopefully see you soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yay. Thanks so much, Leslie. Really appreciate it. All the best. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.